Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you today. Happy Thursday, Dr. Paul. How are you today? Wonderful, wonderful. Got a good yeah. show today, right? Yeah, something exciting. What it means yet, we don't know, but it could be a big deal. Biden's getting competition, <laughs> not from Trump at the moment, but from another Democrat. Yeah. And a Democratic name. Yesterday, RFK announced he was going to be a candidate against Biden. Uh -huh. So it's very, very clear cut. But, you know, I've been looking at the announcement. There were a lot of announcement stuff. You know, the thing that, st that struck me is what is exciting is uh, he doesn't like neocons yeah. and he doesn't like the combination, which we've known for a long time. He doesn't like the combination of big government and big business. Yeah. So he's done, he's been on that position for a long, long time. But uh, that generally puts uh, puts him into the category of progressive. And uh, we worked with him on anti-war issues, on civil libertarian issues. But he's developed a name uh, because he was willing to take on the pharmaceutical industries. Yeah. And, and, and that's a big deal because if you break ranks there, they can come down hard on you. So he, uh, he, he's starting off with, uh, you, you know, an enemy that might be a plus rather than a negative. You know, it's the, it's the people, it's the corporate world. It's the, uh, you, you know, the neocons, the pro-war people. So uh, I think he'll be a good test for the Democratic primary because it shouldn't be hard for him to stake out his case. And uh, I, I think, I, th I find this pretty exciting and valuable in one way or the other. Uh, uh, I think libertarians generally will be happy. We like to see competition, but I think most libertarians uh, are, realize he's not, you know, a libertarian. Mm -hmm. But on the issues, if he's very libertarian on civil liberties and, and on the war issue, that's pretty darn good. So uh, I'm sure on the social or, you know, the uh, uh, some, some of the social, social issues that, that he and medical issues, the good medical part, you yeah. know, giving good medical care, not uh, supporting the pharmaceutical industry. So I think it's very interesting. I uh, hope he does well in the campaign. And I hope he stirs it up good. Yeah, absolutely. And although we never endorse uh, candidates or, 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 or we're not really that into politics, we sort of observe from a distance. And you're right. This is something exciting. The, the last thing I want is to watch Joe Biden campaigning. And we know how Donald Trump sounds. And we like some things that Donald Trump says, but we know how it sounds. It can get a little tedious. And let's put up this first clip. I think this is the Daily Caller's uh, headline. He files paperwork for 2024 presidential run. And they, all you have to do is look at him. He looks like a president. I mean, that's a pretty superficial thing. But he looks like a president. He looks presidential, unlike, I think, the other two candidates in a way. But it is very interesting because... And I think you suggested early on, and I've noticed among people that I follow on Twitter <coughs> who are libertarians, that there is a lot of excitement. There is a lot of excitement across political parties. There is excitement among conservatives. I think it's a breath of fresh air. And here are a couple of things that he's said recently, and we have to thank Zero Hedge for these tweets that we pulled out of their article. But here's what he said when he was exploring whether or not to file. And this is how he's going to define his candidacy. My top priority will be to end the corrupt merger between state and corporate power that has ruined our economy, shattered the middle class, polluted our landscapes and waters, poisoned our children, and robbed us of our values and freedoms. Together we can restore America's democracy. That's a pretty powerful statement that I think many people 
can get behind. Now I think we can certainly understand why he was so popular yeah. at our conferences. Yeah, you know? yes, yes. He, he, he really was. And, you know, but it's, a, it's to me a very good, can, what I would look forward to is if Biden were brave enough to have a debate with him. <laughs> Wouldn't that be pretty neat? <laughs> because I, don't, I see him as somebody that doesn't need to mince words. Yeah. He doesn't need to propagandize. He isn't insecure enough that he has to blur the, you know, the information he's given us. That's generally the problem. I think that's what gets people tired. And, but it, it's a, but in in the current political situation, that's that's a negative, because his baggage is telling the truth, yeah. you know, with, with the ordinary people looking at this, and and yet I think I think there's a market out there yeah. for people to come across, you know, for telling the truth, because I think that. Uh, it's not difficult for people to say, well, you know, he's telling the truth. I don't agree with him on this thing. Yeah. But on these other things, I do. Because I think, you know, decent people and, and, and most people will, will not think that every single person is going to agree on every single yeah. issue. Uh, I think that that is uh, well known. So I, I think that uh, he's, he's going to do better than they, they, uh, they expect him to do. And uh, I don't know whether he'll have a money problem, but I think people will send him some money. Yeah. And the thing that's interesting about this is on foreign policy, he's going to be able to outflank Trump a little bit, I think, because Trump has been very good, we have to say, when he says, what the heck is wrong? Why can't we get along with Russia? Why are we in this war? You know, he's good on that. But I think uh, RFK Jr. articulates a much more cohesive idea, and he blasts the neocons, which we love. Let's put this next one up. This is a tweet of his from just a couple of days ago and this I mean this basically sums up everything that we've been talking about for a couple of years he says and this is long if you'll indulge me Dr. Paul he says the collapse of US influence over Saudi Arabia and the kingdom's new alliances with China and Iran are painful emblems of the abject failure of the neocon strategy of maintaining US global hegemony with aggressive projections of military power China has displaced the American Empire by deftly projecting instead economic power. And this is great. He says, over the past decade, our country has spent trillions bombing roads, ports, bridges, and airports. China spent the equivalent building the same across <laughs> the developing world. And that is just, that sounds like, you know, what you said over and over. We bomb them, they build it. But this last part I really like. The Ukraine war is the final collapse of the neocons short-lived American century. The neocon projects in Iraq and Ukraine have cost $8.1 trillion, hollowed out our middle class, made us a laughing stock, made a laughing stock of US military power and moral authority, pushed China and Russia into an invincible alliance, destroyed the dollar as a global currency, cost millions of lives, and done nothing to advance democracy or win friendships and influence. A long statement, but he pretty much put it all there. You can understand why the establishment's yeah. not anxious to see him be successful. Yeah. But there's going to be people out there that will, and they're going to be disgusted with the current situation in politics, even though there's uh, some very sincere people, and, and I think the Democrats, have, they're over the top, but there's a lot of people who, you know, say that uh, Trump is the alternative, we have to support him, but uh, they're going to hear some 
some things from RFK that uh, they're going to stop and think about it. And, and, and that's the way it's supposed to be. People yeah. are supposed to, uh, you know, d discuss it. And maybe maybe they, they would move along in the direction. I think, what, you know, what RFK should do, if this move, moves along, let's say, let's say Biden won't debate. Yeah. He had a debate. RFK. Yeah, yeah. Let Trump uh, debate RFK. Yeah, debate <laughs> Trump. Just skip Biden. Let <laughs> yeah, him right. stay home in his basement. Yeah. Okay. But so. you know the thing I remember from when we had him on our program uh, a couple years ago, I guess it was back in '21, is when you, you and he got into a discussion of the CIA, and do you remember how he lit up? I mean, in a way, that's kind of scary because you know when. When he was first exploring this, he got a call from Lou Rockwell saying, do you think the CIA is going to off him if he runs? And he was <laughs> genuinely worried. But when you mentioned the CIA and its possible involvement in killing his father and uncle, <laughs> remember how he really lit up? I mean, he really got, uh, you know, yeah. strong reaction. And as time goes on, there's more and more proof of it happening. Of course, a lot of people, the ones that were close to what was going on in the 1960s, uh, they knew the CIA was involved. But now now it's not even questioned. But the worst thing is, is it's, you know, so what? Yeah. Of course, I am uh, right now trying to concentrate my thinking on so what? It's a big deal. The yeah. 1960s was a big deal and we talk about coups and taking over who's running our government and I use 1960s as, as a period of time where there was a transition we don't and since that time you can't truly say oh the republic is just doing great you know not interventions foreign policy that the founders advised us to doing great oh the soundness of our currency yeah that's doing great too <laughs> you know and on and on but there was a big sea change in, in, in the 60s and uh, you, you know uh, RFK and uh, JFK and Martin Luther King all occurred in the 60s. So I think that's where uh, we, we lost control of our, our government. And uh, un unfortunately, well, fortunately, we, we know that Robert understands this because he starts off and you used the quote that I think is very, my top priority is to end the corrupt merger between state and corporate power yeah boy right there you should make a campaign out of that yeah. and just think of all the liberals who if they were honest with themselves they they would give up on biden in a minute yeah. you know because that is not happening and of course uh, we have to search for our republican friends that would really defend that position too yeah but and when you look at a lot of these issues where he's at and how he articulates things in such an intelligent way. I mean, I don't want to be, you know, gushing over him, <laughs> but when you talk about surveillance, the surveillance state, he's right on that. The CIA, privacy, war, the war party, and the military budget. You know, he's great on that. And even the environment, I think that's something that a lot of conservatives could get behind because he has shown a lot of concern over the destruction of the environment. And while we may not agree with his approach on in all cases, you know, there clearly is concern when you talk about what happened in East Palestine, in Ohio, when you talk about, you know, how these, and a lot of it's enabled by the corporate uh, merger with point. the state. So and there's just so much there. But I want to just do a couple of quick things, though, because as can be expected, the media reaction to RFK's run, I mean, you can so easily pin it. Let's put this next one. Jake Tapper, CNN. <laughs> Here's what he said. Anti-vaccine quack RFK Jr. has filed paperwork with the FEC to run for president as a Democrat. Kennedy is such a healthcare menace. In 2019, even his cousins wrote an op-ed 
criticizing his anti-science views on life-saving vaccines. Well, that's not going to age well. In fact, it hasn't aged well, <laughs> and he's actually turned out to be right. And here's some more from CNN. If we can do that next one. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., an environmental lawyer and anti-vaccine activist. And that reminds me of how Reuters described Cy Hirsch, a blogger. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's more than an environmental lawyer and an anti-vaccine activist. Sorry to break the news to you, CNN. So the fact that the media is so, the mainstream media is so worried about this that they're going to try to reduce everything to him being an anti-vaccine crank. You yeah. Know? And I don't, I, and just one more thing about that. If that were two years ago, it might have more of a sting. I think. Oh, yeah, but that attitude has shifted, yeah. and uh, now they're starting to release, bit by bit, yeah. some uh, information about long-term complications. And there was just something out yesterday or day before that shows that uh, this may be long, long time, not, not three weeks or three months, like maybe into years, where the vaccines have had an effect, and, and the boosters as well. You think a booster sign is a little bit more benign, yeah. but the boosters were, have been deadly as well. But the but percent, percentages are low. But does that mean that uh, people aren't going to be frightened? It was enough to t tell a lot. But the thing of it is, not taking the shot didn't oppose the danger that yeah. they claimed. That yeah. was where they really fell down. Maybe yeah. maybe you say, yeah, it's only a few people out of 10,000 people that are going to get myocarditis. Why even take the chance? Especially if now the evidence shows that, th that th these shots were probably not necessary at yeah. all. They were yeah. probably more dangerous than looking for natural immunity, yeah. you know. Yeah, he's being proven But that right. was illegal. The yeah. natural immunity, that's been canceled. <laughs> And remember his book about Fauci. I mean, he he hammered him. Let's put up that next picture just because I think it's a neat picture. And I think, I don't know if you've seen this before, Dr. Paul, but I really like this photo. Look, There's RFK Jr. playing in his uh, uncle's office, otherwise known as the Oval Office. <laughs> Isn't that a neat one? Well, we need to move on, but I do want to mention uh, our new show sponsor, which is American Financing. If we can get some of that stuff ready. We're excited to have them on board behind the show. We appreciate their support of our program. Uh, it's a company that's been endorsed by the biggies in broadcasting, Glenn Beck, Sean Hannity, Rush Limbaugh. American Financing is a family-owned mortgage lender. They're licensed in all 50 states. They've helped thousands of people with home loans. They've been in business over 20 years, so they know what they're doing. And check out their Google reviews if you wonder whether people are happy with their work. They treat people like a person, not just an account number like the big banks do. American Financing employs salary-based mortgage consultants, and that means they have the incentive to put you in a loan that makes sense for you in your situation. They're not paid just by selling you something. Their, measure, their mission is to save you money. They don't ask for upfront fees, no obligation to get started. So if your homeowner need help with your monthly bills, American Financing's cash out refinance can help. They're saving homeowners plenty of money. You can even come out of this debt-free, even debt-free. So call their salary-based mortgage consultants today and get started on your road to financial freedom. Tell them the Ron Paul Liberty Report sent you. You can dial in at 888-976-5555. 888-976-5555. And we do have a link to their website in the description of the show. Thanks a lot to them. Let's move on to our second one. This is a good news day for us. And that doesn't <laughs> happen. I must be in a good mood because of that, because it doesn't happen very often. But this next clip 
if you can put it up, Dr. Paul, this is something we've been talking about for a long time. Yes, this is a pretty neat story. Freedom Caucus and Progressive lock arms, and that could be bad news for McCarthy, you know. I'm sort of in the middle there. Yeah. I mean, may, 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 it might be good news that we'll bring them over our way. But, uh, you know, th th this to me is, is natural. And we were sort of thinking it was dead, you know, yeah. this whole coalition thing. And uh, I, think, I think it's, uh, it's very, very good. I think now, if I were there, I would, <laughs> I would say, hey, let's invite RFK. He's a good <laughs> coalition builder. Yeah. But at least they're limited right now. But it was good, good to say that, uh, you, know, you know, it was the Iraq war, war powers issue that brought them together, which was good. That's fine. But House liberals and conservatives are lying, linking up on other issues, too. That's going to scare the living daylights yeah, out of them. Yeah. It, you know, in, in a way, if, if you had a true coalition like that, what if you get 30 on each side or something? Yeah. You, you can call the Congress. You have, you have total veto power yeah. if you get the agreement. And on these issues, you know, even libertarians could agree on some of these yeah. issues. Pro-war, I mean, anti-anti-war, uh, uh, and, uh, and th this would be this would be neat that that they could uh, have an influence. Right now, you know, the, the wild left-wing progressives might be dismissed by you know the warmongering Democrats that are in there. When you look at it, and we've complained about this, even some of the progressives had looked like they're more pro-war than they used yeah. to be. Yep. So this was very very good news that the progressives and and the, and uh, conservatives came together but I'll bet you it'd be interesting I'll bet you none of them in this group of the Republicans would be offended by listening to RFK bashing the neocons yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they'd probably say hey that's right <laughs> well this reminds me a lot of what you did when you were there you in a, in a group of, of Republicans libertarians and progressives and the, the real lesson, uh, there are a couple lessons, and I was there in the middle of it, and I watched it very closely, and how brilliant it was what, what the, the group of members you had around you did. And if you can put up this next clip, I just want to make a couple of comments about it. The first one is, they joined together, not in some big, huge philosophical you know, agreement. They joined to get a specific thing done. And here's from the Politico article. The Donald Trump-aligned Freedom Caucus and Progressive Caucus are openly uniting in favor of repealing two decades old war authorizations in Iraq. And I think that makes so much sense because it's very specific. Here's something we can agree on, let's get it done, and then we might be able to move on to something else. Let's build some ground, and that's, that's what you guys did for so long. You know, the one thing that comes up uh, when we talk about the coalitions and all, and Robert uses the term, you know, the neocons and, and uh, bashes the corporations, rightfully so, and corporations are involved with pollution, the, the whole works. And then they get in bed with the government, and that is very, very bad, and, and Robert's so good on that. And that means that it's corporatism, which leads uh, in many cases to a more fascist system uh, of government. But we have frequently ma uh, made it a point, and I'm going to make it again uh, shortly, I mean a short answer, is corporations per se isn't the enemy if they don't, if they're not in bed with the government. Yeah. Remember how much we talked about that on social media? Yeah, social media is great and we use it, except 
when they are in bed with the FBI. Yeah, you exactly. taking orders from the government. That is where the big difference is. And I've never talked personally with uh, Robert on this, but I think he'd be very open to what I just said. Yeah. That would be my guess. So it is encouraging to see the Freedom Caucus and the Progressive Caucus yeah. getting together. And here's another thing that's, that's very important. The second thought that I had about it, if you can put on that next clip, because it's not about trashing McCarthy. It's about having the power of being in the minority. And this is what you always say. You don't need 50% plus one. And this is demonstrated here with this little part. He says the alignment could create headaches for McCarthy because he can only lose four members of his own party during any given floor vote in the closely divided House. That means that this group in the Freedom Caucus, together with their allies in the Progressive Caucus, hold an enormous amount of power and an enormous amount of leverage. And they used that leverage when they held up the speaker's speakership for a little bit. And, and I, at the time, I gave a couple of interviews where I said, I hope they realize the power they have. Uh, and, and it doesn't take much. They only need four. So there's a lot of stuff. And they talked about in the article, the two, the two agree on the stupidity of banning TikTok. They're concerned about the surveillance state. So all these little things that they can agree on without having a lot of problems, wow, they could get a heck of a lot done. I see this as... Um the best thing that could come from this that turns out to be a debating club. The two groups come together and they've agreed on some big items, you know, say the uh, uh, going to war and uh, some other things. They, get, they agree and bring them together, but then they start talking about it and there'll be some fine points to go over. So the conservatives uh, and, and constitutionalists have an opportunity to present their side of it because the goal at least on the surface could be what we need to do is to get together the best we can and uh and that might motivate you know the uh, the the conservatives to become more libertarian and the democrats to become more libertarian yeah, too yeah. and come together with the libertarian message because in a way you know both groups uh, are the libertarian branch of their parties yeah, exactly. you, you know whether it's civil liberties or a war or on economics yeah. they're they're looking for it instead of now because the american people are so disgusted because there is no rule of law yeah. absolutely none and you're mocked if you say there's a constitution and that sort of thing so maybe uh maybe this is that isn't wasn't their announced uh uh, reason for coming together, but it was an obvious, uh, uh, obvious point that has to be made because that's what's necessary for them yeah. to work and just bring them down a little bit closer, uh, especially if they have if they have the final say on most legislation. Yeah, and that's such an important thing you just said because they love to say, "Oh, they're such odd bedfellows." No, because it's a libertarian wing of each party coming together, so it's actually more of a natural coalition. But um, I think we need to get going, but I do want to take a moment before I close, if that's okay, to thank our main sponsor this month, and that, of course, as you know, is 4 This month they're talking about generators. It's good because we're moving into the hurricane season, Dr. Paul, but they're selling a great solar generator. They're looking at the possibility of the collapse of, our, um, of our, the substations, the, the network of energy across the country. Well, what, what do you do when that happens? Well, you still have the sun. <laughs> unless Schwab blurts it out. But nevertheless, go to 4 You take your solar power generator with you wherever you go. You don't have to plug it in your house. It's an American company. Uh, you put in Ron and get your 10% discount. Whatever happens, if we have a failure of the power grid, if we have a hurricane, if we have a snowstorm, you keep your fridge going. 
keep your, your microwave, your medical devices, keep your phones charged so you can stay in touch with people. There's so much you can do, and the folks at 4Patriots.com are going to give you a 10% discount if you put in RON as your code, and also they're going to send it to you for free, anything you spend over $97. I do have a link in the description for them as well. So please, if you're in the market, look into what they have to offer. It's a, it's a great American company. And I'm just going to close, Dr. Paul, before handing over to you. To remind everyone, if you can go to that very, very last link, that we are now live with tickets to our Houston conference. We had a great response yesterday for ticket sales. Uh, people are interested. Uh, we have our, also our host committee members. For people who want the VIP experience, you can email me, and you'll find it when you go to the link. In the description, there is an email to send me an email. We've already filled up about a half of our available slots for the host committee. It's going to be a great event. We're talking about nihilism and the war on truth, something Dr. Paul has written about extensively and continues to talk about. So we look forward to seeing there June 3rd in Houston. You know, the American people uh, have asked for coalitions and cooperation and the parties working together. And uh, there, there's one way of doing that I think is not worth much, is that each side has to give up some very, very serious beliefs that they have and come together and water down both sides. In this case, it's a coalition, completely different. And I think the people, when they hear about this, they're working together and the definition might be a little bit different, but they're, they're working together. And then if, uh, then if they, they recognize that, and they're doing it on a higher principle. They're, they're talking about freedom and the constitutional and bringing people together. And you can, you can defend the progressivism, uh, you know, uh, in, in many ways, uh, in a libertarian fashion, constitutional fashion, just like uh, the, the free market. So I think the uh, American people, if they see this of people coming down why are those two people who get together i always had fun with that what are you doing with that guy he's he's a wild out left winger you know so i think uh, i think the american people could wake up and say yeah we like this you're talking together and if you have a say maybe maybe we can come together and i would say that it'd be safest take the war issue the first thing that bring them together taking away the war powers i think you know conservatives progressive constitutionalists and uh and liberal people how many people in the grassroots oh I love war that's why I'm in the military there's so much nonsense so I think it's, it could be very very positive that uh, they'll see this as just a bringing together and there'll be a spillover not only you know the immediate spillover and the benefits of these two groups working and trying to push legislation in a certain direction I think it will be a place for the American people to come together and say yes this is good and you're defending it on principle and they're agreeing on the principles I think it would be great so we encourage we, we encourage the people to support you know the two parties working together when they're working together for the right reasons but I also want to thank all of you for tuning in today to the Liberty Report please come back soon